Bonsoir tout le monde. Uh, Sweet Mark, and say uh, il y a now dig on this and go ahead. I'm not gonna and speak I'm in, Britain. I'm not gonna speak in French for the rest. That's pretty much I exerted most of the stuff I knew already. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, uh... So tonight uh, we are watching. We watched a movie that was made in France mm -hmm. called Meander. Meander. I, I don't know how to how to how to pronounce Meander in French. Um, Meandre. Well, what me undies? I think it was. This is over. Uh, you, you ruined the podcast. Ruined a good take. Like no, no, the podcast. It's over now. This is the it's last over, episode. Johnny. It's over, so, Johnny. Enjoy this last episode of now. Dig on this. Um, well, from what I remember, I can I can be mistaken, but uh, but the the title looked like it was uh, Meandre, uh, Meandre, uh, which had the accent over it, ah. which would mean meandered. <laughs> Uh, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, really? So it's it, the... Because it, if you put the E with the accent, a lot of times that's past tense. I did not know that. Um, but that has nothing to do with anything. No. Um, so, uh, well, let's just get started. We've already talked a yeah. lot about uh, a lot of randomness. Um, so, Britton, why don't you give us a a rough idea of what this movie is about? Uh, it, it's a very, very simple plot. Uh, there is this French lady... And, uh... Ooh la la. Yeah. No, she's, she's very pretty. Yeah, she was pretty. And, uh... That's all that matters, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's... And, uh, you know, she's, I guess, kind of miserable. Her and daughter has died. She died. She's contemplating suicide. Yeah, because, you know, her, in, her intro, she's just kind of laying in the middle of the road. And, uh, some guy picks her up, uh, you know, saying... There's not... You know, pretty much tells her there's not enough... There's there's not like another gas station for another like ten miles, mm -hmm. so uh, you know she gives him a ride, and then over the radio, or you know he gives her a ride, yes. not the not the uh, <laughs> yeah no uh, the and uh, you know over the radio it announces the description of a killer and it matches his his description and even with the tattoos yeah. and the car he's driving and then he attacks her yeah now. And that's a very truncated version because the first 10 minutes of the movie are easily the worst part of the whole movie. Yeah, it's kind of them you know, saying like, ah, oh, shit, we forgot to put in a backstory. Now yeah. let's shoot this real quick and then we'll tag, you know, sew it onto the beginning. And it's pretty much them waxing poetic about the afterlife, like, oh, my daughter, she, she, she died, she'd be nine today. Yeah, oh. there's nothing after this, we're alone. Is that why you're laying in the middle of the road? I don't know. I just want to be with her. And then this this all goes on for 10 minutes and it's just the most pretentious tripe in the world. And, and it's they they bring up a lot of subjects that really don't pay off in the end. Like she said, "Oh, you know, he they agreed that they both grew up with like tragic uh, backstories. backstories. Yeah. Uh they both aren't people persons. There there there's a lot of a lot of kind of these uh descriptions of these characters that really don't come into play later on there it's not like uh well i'm getting ahead of myself yes. so after you know after she's kind of knocked out and you know wakes back she wakes back up in this kind of metal room and begins her long <laughs> her long uh journey going you know pretty much doing nothing but uh traveling through these vents mm -hmm. and there's it's kind of almost uh jigsaw-ish um, there's like death traps and maze, yeah. you know, there's a maze quality at the end. It's a lot like Cube. Yeah, it's like Cube mixed with Saw. Like, yeah. what would you do to survive kind of thing. 
and uh, through it, she, I mean, that that's basically what the move, all the movie is. She's going through death traps and uh, she runs into the, the guy who, oh, this is all going to be spoilers, obviously. Yeah, spoilers. Um, so she runs into the guy who picked her up and attacked her and tried to kill her. Yeah. And he's also going through the maze, so it's not his death trap or yeah. anything like that. And um, he's basically the only villain in the movie because he ends up getting torched alive. Yeah. And then he still keeps on coming after her as a monster. You yeah, know, and it's... Yeah, and it's not the best monster. Like, you, you, you kind of get the feeling that the, the more you see this guy, the more you, that he's kind of struggling worse than she is. Yeah, uh, the one thing I did kind of enjoy, like, I, I know I probably, probably would have preferred it to be her solo. Yeah. Um, but I did, I, I did like that there was this little looming threat. Uh, other than the other most obvious looming threat, which is the death trap. Yeah, yeah, it didn't. Re it didn't really need. Yeah, yeah, uh, like it didn't need a thing to chase her. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I'm, I, I, I'm okay with him. I, 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 I'm okay with his inclusion because it's you know it does give some cool, yeah, scenes uh, when she's just killing him and hurting him, <laughs> but. <laughs> Yeah, like, the real looming threat was the fact that she's in this death trap. Yeah. Uh, I would- I wouldn't have minded a, uh, a, a looming threat that kind of travels through the ventilations and kills people. Uh, I- I think my big issue with it was it was the guy. Yeah. Like, if it was something else, like, if it was just an alien, or maybe a, uh, a humanoid robot, or even, like, just some robot that goes around mincing people. Like, I was kind of, I know this isn't what they did, but uh, thinking over it now, I'm, I'm thinking that it would have been cool if it was somebody who at first she was uh, teammates with. Hmm. And like, yeah, uh, yeah. There, there were there were areas that uh, like every, every 12 minutes or 11 minutes, the flames would go off and just burn people alive. And yeah. uh, there was special rooms she had to hide in, which were big enough for two. <laughs> she just did not like that guy. But um, there was definitely times where, uh, or there, there was the idea that like if she had gone into a death trap and left her, you know, her friend behind, yeah, you know, and then that became the monster, it would be more of a like, oh, this is something that is following her because of her guilt and everything. Yeah, it's it'd be almost literally and symbolically being uh, a. a, a the haunting guilt. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that would have been really, really cool. Yeah. But instead, it was like, oh, this is the guy who stabbed you and attacked you. Yeah. And well, he, he's still here. <laughs> like, oh, this is the this is the threat. Like, yeah, no shit. He's trying to kill her. Yeah. For no reason, of course. But uh, at the same token, why was this something of her, some part of her psyche that she needed to? Overcome the yeah. guy who murdered her or tried to murder her. Well, in in, in her defense, uh, uh, or is this what you're suggesting? Or no, this because the whole what? the whole movie is filled of um, basically personal things she has to overcome. Yeah, um, parts of her psyche, like she ends up running into her dead kid. They hang out for a bit, but uh, <laughs> but you know she needs to learn to let that aspect of her go. Yeah, um, and there's lots of times where things have like where she's on the verge of contemplating like just just end it. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And then she has to find the will to get over that that idea and like all those things kind of click into this you know 
like a very internal struggle of somebody who is you know unhappy and and yeah. guilt ridden trying to let it go. But the one aspect is this guy has nothing to do with all that. Yeah, this guy is just a guy who killed her. It's not like it's a big thing for her to overcome. Yeah, like so yeah that that's the only that's the only thing that kind of makes me like this is this is kind of silly. The the one thing that I'm a little bit confused, still a little bit confused over, and I don't know what it mean, you know, what it is or what it represents, but it's the skull that would come down from the ceiling that was also a, a robot. Oh yeah, that's right. We forgot to mention that aliens. We think they're aliens. Aliens abducted her and took her to another planet at the end. Like, or it could be the afterlife. Oh yeah, we, we haven't quite figured, like, it, it kind of played fast and loose with the ending. Uh, spoilers coming up. Uh, that the we, we don't know if this uh, tribulation or, or this trial she went through uh, is just the what you have to go through to get to the next step of your uh, existence or if she was abducted by aliens and for some reason they thought she needed a test as well yeah like there was uh, there were times where so, you know, like at the end where you know spoilers where they said straight up like Oh, your body died many times. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. Interesting. So does she, that means she ascended to the next plane or is this them just kind of the aliens just rebuilding her every time she died? Kind of like, uh, kind of like with the bad guy. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. He got burnt to a crisp, but we, we kept him alive as a monster, you know, mm -hmm. uh, battle scars and everything. <laughs> Do you think they didn't uh, No, I guess he is dead. Because uh, she kind of stomped his skull in eventually, yeah. and we don't know if uh, they brought him back from that or not. Like his body keeps on dying, but if this was a a part of her psyche she had to overcome, then he maybe wasn't even there to begin with. Yeah, you think it, this it, the the entire movie was a metaphor? It's French, so possibly. Yeah, um, <laughs> because like when she was about ready to give up, that's when she heard the voice that you know, drove her on, um, yeah. and that was his voice, yeah. and yeah. she needed something, I guess, to keep her going, keep her motivated for a while, yep. and, uh, but on the other side, it's, it's, it's almost silly that, like, she starts out wanting to go, wanting to not be in this prison anymore, and then just gives up very easily, Yeah. like, every, at every turn. Well, in, in if you, if you remember in the beginning, like, it was established quite, uh, quite quickly when, when she's in the vents that, uh, you know, there's a time limit. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to get through, you have to get to the safety uh, area in a finite amount of time, or you're gonna die. And she crawls and <laughs> slow walks the entire way until it's like the last 60 seconds, and then she finally gets a hustle in her ass. And I guess maybe that's supposed to be her character arc, where she, like, oh, I don't even care anymore, but it's like, ah, just, if you don't care, then just stop. And then just go in the acid bath. So yeah, there was lots of things of that nature. There was a, there was a pneumatic press that would press her into the ceiling if she wasn't fast enough. Yeah. There was a, I guess, a corpse who didn't get the same treatment as everyone else, where they got to go back to life. Yeah, we we never really figured out, uh, how that corpse died or who that corpse is. I, I, my guess is that is her corpse. Yeah, one of her earlier ones. Yeah. Uh, and she just kind of kept on going again and again. Uh. Or it could have just been Chester Copperpot, like <laughs> I said, and she, I don't know, there was there was definitely a feeling at certain points that 
right, we, we, we just kind of need to drag this out just a little bit. Yeah. It was not egregious, but there were, you know, the movie definitely didn't have a hustle at the beginning. No. Now, here here's a question for you. Uh, a little off topic, but let's say you're you're going through a series of events and come across a uh, decaying corpse like that, and but you find out you see uh, you, you see uh, you look at the arm and it says Millpool okay. on it, and you figure out that it's your uh, it's my it's my arm it's yeah. me it's my desiccated corpse. Would you be as grossed out moving a decaying corpse out of the way, knowing that it's yours? Hmm, that's a good I don't think I would be. That's a good question. Like, I would... I, I think my biggest problem would be I'd be more fascinated with things like, I wonder what my heart looks like, you know? <laughs> or I wonder how big my brain really is, or, or something of that nature. Huh. So, you know, like, oh, that, that's disappointing. <laughs> well, this isn't me, it's another version of me. <laughs> well, that's still the same size. Uh, now, clearly, this is a forgery. Th this, this isn't me. Come on, guys. <laughs> I like to think that in my final moments, I had a little bit more dignity. <laughs> I... I doubt I would shit myself. As much as this. <laughs> now, here's a bigger question. Like, she's gotta be hungry. <laughs> if you found your corpse and like, you know what, this is still <laughs> edible. You would eat your corpse? I, I'm not saying I would, I'm just asking. I wanna hear what you say first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't think so. I think... It's uh, cooked. It's not cooked. Well, it wasn't cooked. <laughs> it was still juicy still and juicy. tender. Mm. Uh, I, I, mm. I don't know. I think the, uh, I, I think the, uh, skull robot, uh, was feeding her through that umbilical thing that came out of its mouth. Like, I think the skull robot would be very disappointed if I ended up eating my own corpse. Oh, come on. Like, I'm literally feeding you. Like, you don't have to do this. Like, maybe, maybe if I was afraid to go through the acid pool, I'd yeah. be like, all right, let me eat the heart, get my courage, like double the courage I have, and then I'll like. Is that is that how the Grinch's heart grew so much? Like he ate the heart of other Grinches. Like there was, he wasn't the first Grinch, and, and yeah, he found like he found them all on the top of Mount Crumpet, and he's like, hmm, I don't have the courage, but I will soon. <laughs> Do you think his heart's red or green? Uh, well, it showed red. Oh, that's true. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Or, or may, and it said he th grew three sizes that day. Maybe he just has heart disease. Nah, nah, maybe, nah. Maybe he's maybe he's a you know a smoker. <laughs> I like to think that um, that the Who's aren't very aren't known for their medical technology. So, <laughs> like they don't know what really happened because let's, let's not let's not forget that yeah. this is only what the Who's are saying. You know, what happened then uh, in Whoville, they say, his yeah. heart grew three sizes. He's like, no, the heart's the same size. You guys just see me differently now. The, uh, so it's like the, uh, the winners, uh, the, the winners <laughs> tell the tale. Yeah, history is written by the winners kind yeah. of thing. And, uh, yeah, maybe he wasn't, maybe he was just an originally just a regular Who who wore a lot of green. Yeah. And, you know, over the years, uh, through, uh, you know, Whisper Down the Lane, uh, he became this green furry monster that... You know, he used to live on top of a hill, but then it became a, you know, a, a crag, <laughs> or a crag, or whatever the, like, it became this, uh, Matterhorn. His name was Craig, okay. Craig Grinch. <laughs> Craig Grinch. Um, I actually like to think it's something a little bit different where, uh, the who slaughtered the Wens. Um. <laughs> oh, he was a what? He, he was a what? Uh, was he? I guess they say that in the, uh, in the, the Ron Howard one. Yeah. So, 
the entire what species was slaughtered by the who's yeah because they, you know there was a time when they were constantly at war it was awful it was yeah, a it terrible was, war the the what's were not uh, they didn't really follow any geneva convention and the who's you know they they use their 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 special you know gifts and everything like that their trinkets and stuff and it was a bloody battle but the Who's just had better trinkets than the What's. The, and the trinkets were, in fact, mustard gas. Yeah, of so. course. Uh, so, the like, the Grinch is the last What, and he's just been living on his own in exile. Like, this, he was the general of the What's. I, I imagine he, he was just... I don't think he was a general, I think he was just a... a, a regular What. And, you know, just lived, you know, lives in isolation, slowly stewing over the fact that his entire race was murdered by these people down in the valley below. And the reason they're so happy is because they're like, we don't have a thing to worry about. Yeah. All of our enemies are dead. They don't even know there's a fucking Grinch up there. Like, do do you think that, uh, who, who do you think were the big aggress aggressors? The what's or the who's? The who's. I think yeah, the who's, do. I think that because you look, the what's, they live in a cave, you know, they've got, they only have clothes. Well, it, it, I think that's just the Grinch. He's, you know, he's kind of living, you know, the life of Napoleon. <laughs> it was Mount Elba. <laughs> like, I, I I imagine, like, what, it, it would be funny if, like, the, uh, you know, the, the, the what's lived in this Wakanda-like society <laughs> that was super advanced, but just the who's were so tenacious and and vile and evil that they just took down this hyper advanced uh, uh, civilization. civilization. And the Grinch is the last. He can't live in his you know Wakanda anymore. No. <laughs> like he has to live like again on Mount Elba. He's been yeah. exiled, and I don't even think they know he lives up there. Probably I, not. And when he comes down, steals her Christmas, and brings her toys back, they are terrified. But <laughs> they. You know, him being the last of his kind, him doing good deeds, like, they are the ones who write the things like, No, it's okay, guys, we can get along with this what? His heart, hear me out, <laughs> his heart grew three sizes. He came, he delivered toys, he was, you know, he was a dick, but, uh, now he's nice. Uh, it's cause, like, Whoville is, lives in this, like, Soviet state, like, state. <laughs> Uh, they they live behind the Iron Curtain, where the only information they got about the what's were were that they were these you know were, was these propaganda videos yeah. <laughs> on how they're like these savages that eat babies and and stuff like that. After uh, after the you know the Grinch does his thing and steals Christmas, but then comes back and re-delivers it. Like he stays in the village because now he's their pet. Oh, <laughs> oh. he does not go back to Mount Elba. He is. He, you know, he he is shown around for as, as as a treat to the to the guests. He's like a curiosity. He's he's like he's he's a sideshow attraction. Like every day that's not Christmas, he is spent behind cages, oh. touring like all different parts of Whoville. And oh, oh, that's dark. <laughs> that is very dark. Like, oh, you're not a person like you and me. Ah, uh, but you are a curiosity. <laughs> You know, you're, we're gonna put you in this cage, and we're gonna travel from town to town. After, uh, after the Grinch goes the way of the Dodo, and the last, the last what- After, after the Grinch goes the way of follow that bird. Yeah, he, after the last what dies, like, I imagine they dissect him, 
You know, and they 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 keep his heart in like the Mummer Museum. <laughs> the Mutter Museum. Mutter Museum, not the Mummer. The Mummer. <laughs> wow, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, memorabilia for parades and and flashy flashy uh. Uh, costumes, costumes but there's also a lot of corpses and children and children in jars. Like, why? Why do they? Why do they dress all these corpses up in such bright colors? <laughs> those, those mummers. I just don't get them. Look, it could be two museums. <laughs> That's the one thing about living in our area is like, I, I've actually had to talk about this um, to some people when I was down at the pole. Yeah. Like, had to explain to them what mummers were, and I. Did this not knowing fully well what mummers were? Oh, yeah, I don't know what a mummer is, and, like, and they've been having a parade every year since, since I, I've time known began, them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like all I know is that I think Philly, as far as I know, is the only area that has mummers. Like I, I don't, I, I don't want to say that's true. There's got to be mummers elsewhere. Uh, at least uh, I can say at least uh, Philadelphia is known. If there are mummers elsewhere, uh, Philadelphia is renowned for theirs. So, um, this is a fun little aside. Uh, yeah. When the Eagles won the Super Bowl in 2018, yeah. Um, one of our uh, one of our offensive linemen during like the big parade, you know, because it was it was towards the beginning of the year, you know, kind of like we are now. Yeah. Um, uh, clearly the Mummer Day parade I think had already passed, but he was dressed up in like mummer. Garb, but it was oh, like yeah, eagle that, mummer garb. The I don't I don't remember his name, uh, I, but he he was kind of like the big showstopper. Yeah, it was it was a speech that everyone listened to again and again, yeah. and it was great. And I was like, there's just something so Philly about an eagle player yelling at everybody dressed as a mummer that is just so endearing to me. Yeah, yeah. That that if that is not the most if he if it would only be more Philadelphia if he was holding a cheesesteak. <laughs> Cheesesteak in one hand and heart disease in the other. Cheesesteak in one hand and cream cheese in the other. <laughs> if he had one of those Philadelphia pretzels on yeah. <laughs> In his third arm. Like, uh, gentle viewers may know, or probably not because I never really mentioned this, but I am I am actually a big sports fan. Yeah. So to me, it was like, it was a mixture of something that I loved, which is a sport of football, yeah. and something that I knew, <laughs> but didn't understand, which was Mummer. <laughs> and it was just like, this is a weird crossover, but... My goodness, this is this is just one for the books, fellas. You don't see Tom Brady dressed up in mummer gear when he wins Super that Bowls. We, that we know of. That's true. I don't watch the Tom <laughs> Brady victory laps. The and for, as for me, who doesn't follow sports of any kind, uh, I just saw it as a weird yet threatening curio <laughs> curious day. It was just this is a day I do not want to be in Philly. <laughs> huh. Name me one other state that has to grease the light poles. <laughs> that's what I'd say. That's what makes us great. But like, I, I think we talked about this before. Where I was under the impression for many, many years yeah. that ah, Philly, you know, they're they're just known as like those uh, like we're just little stinkers. Like, <laughs> you know, like Philly is known as uh, as just like the lovable bastards. And you you put me you you kind of like. I don't think the rest of the world sees it that way. They they literally have a team whose nickname is the Broad Street Bullies. Like, Philly isn't uh, isn't you know, Philly people find them see themselves as lovable bastards because that's oh, how yeah. I see us. But the rest of the world doesn't really see us as lovable <laughs> they bastards. See, they see you as a menace. They just see us as bastards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's alright. Nobody likes us, and we don't care. That's the Philly motto. It is. Um, we. 
We're so, we, you know, Philly is so desperate for somebody that was a winner <laughs> that we made a statue of Rocky. Ooh. Ooh, that, that, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I like to think it's just a statue of Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, I, I guess it's not as bad as the statue of Robocop in yeah. Detroit. Which is, to me, hilarious because it's like, all right, Robocop was there because Detroit had fallen so bad on hard times. <laughs> That he was like, he was murdering people. Like, it's not a, it's not a look that says Detroit is the place to be. Yeah, no, not at all. Like, I want to see what other, whether stupid, not stupid, the Statue of Rocky's like, awesome. But like other fictional characters? Yeah, other fictional characters that can be made into a statue, like, based on, like, you know, characters. Like, uh, like New York, that's easy. You yeah. know, uh, like, <laughs> Uh, Kevin McAllister. Uh, he wasn't from New York. That's true, but was RoboCop from Detroit? Yes. Okay, I guess that's <laughs> fair. I guess Kevin McAllister only spent like a week in New York. Yeah, yeah I think it, they were... And he like, got lost. They were from where? Like outside Chicago? Yeah, Chicago. Chicago? So he said Kevin McAllister should be a Chicago thing? I don't know. Like, what else does Chicago have? I guess Michael Jordan. <laughs> I guess. But he's not a fictional character. That's not fair. Okay, okay, that's that's fair. So, uh, then I want to say, uh, John Ratzenberger. <laughs> John Ratzenberger's in fictional either. <laughs> oh, hey, uh, Cliff Clavin. Okay, Cliff Clavin. All right, he was Boston. I thought. I, um, I thought Cheers took place in uh, Chicago. No, it's Boston. Oh, um, damn it! <laughs> Cliff Clavin, easily, Boston statue. Yeah, I would yeah. fucking. If there was a statue of Cliff Clavin in Boston, you better believe that would be a mecca for me. Really? Like, like all right, I want to go to, I want to go to Boston just to see, because I went to Boston uh, a couple times. Yeah. Um, once when I was in high school, and they, we we drove past the Cheers bar, but it was only like the Cheers bar on the outside. Like Cheers was actually filmed in a uh, studio. Yeah, in, uh, in like San Diego or something like that. You know. I, I believe it. Um, it was actually filmed in the same place that uh like like the same building studio or whatever that uh Frasier was filmed in which makes sense yeah because <laughs> i think Frasier would be the seattle statue yeah Frasier would be the seattle statue and uh don't celebrate Frasier crane day yeah no we're not gonna get into that again i think we already got to that on did we okay. yeah <laughs> so uh, go back and listen to all of our episodes to find the joke we're making and uh so so new york is tough for some reason, and so is Chicago. Like, New York... New York should be really easy. You would think. Like, oh, alright, uh... Godzilla. Like, the, the 1998 Godzilla. N n we could find something better than the 1998 <laughs> Until Godzilla. now, it's the placeholder. I, I'll, I'll take, uh, <laughs> He destroyed I, the city. I'll, I'll take Iron Man over that. <laughs> I guess that's true. Spider-Man! Spider-Man is from New York. Hey, I'm walking here! Yeah. Did you say that? No. That, I thought that was, uh... Yeah, that, that was, was Dustin from, Hoffman. Yeah, that was Dustin Hoffman from, uh, Midnight Cowboy. Uh, yeah, we'll have Dustin Hoffman as the statue. That's what you said, right? <laughs> it is now. Uh, uh, Dustin, a character from when, uh, ba back when the, uh, New York was on, you know, in the, in Skid Row. How about Fritz the Cat? No. <laughs> or, yeah, no. Fritz the Cat. He was from New York. We, was he? Was yeah, he, though? That was where the, that's where the movie was set. Yeah, New York. 
I, I remember. I remember it was uh, didn't paint a very nice picture of New York. Oh no! Oh, it was New York in the seventies. Yeah. New York in the seventies was not like even Times Square was a shithole back in the seventies, and you know as opposed to now, where it's not a shithole. Yeah, but right there in the middle of Times Square, that's where you put it. And I mean a, a giant fucking statue. I mean like. Almost the size of a building. You want the Colossus of Rhodes of Fritz the Cat. <laughs> yes. Like, I want- Like, he straddles the Hudson as the, uh, <laughs> as the, uh, huddled masses come in to look at the statue. Like, I want in a thousand years there to just be his ankles and the part of his tail. <laughs> <laughs> you want to confuse the shit out of archaeologists. <laughs> so why did they- Wait, was this a god? <laughs> did they worship this cat? Alright, let's find all the information. They keep digging, they find... They find a DVD of Fritz the Cat. They can't play it because, you know... It's a DVD. Yeah, so, but they do... They're like, this... <laughs> they can... Well, they can play DVDs, but that one's region locked. <laughs> huh. Region 5, huh? Alright, well, we don't know what to do now. <laughs> we're, we're, yeah. I don't even know where region 5 is. So... <coughs> sorry. Uh... But I... I imagine, like, they almost look at it as, like... Like... Oh, Fritz the Cat to them was the, uh, was like the, the saint of New York or something like, <laughs> they, they completely confuse. Yeah, it's, uh, Fritz the Cat is like a, uh, a, almost like an urban legend or tale. He, he or <laughs> like, like the Kate Sith or the, uh, <laughs> or, or the Banshee. And it's like, I, they said that Fritz the Cat would come every now and again and bang all the cat women. <laughs> and he... They said, uh, supposedly, if you do not build a statue of me that's a thousand cubits tall and <laughs> five thousand wide, it doesn't make sense, uh, <laughs> then, uh, he will haunt their cattle for the rest of their- for the rest of time. They were worried because it said upon them, Do as I bid, or I will whip out my moose dick. <laughs> this is a- this is a very- very esoteric conversation. If you've never seen Fritz the Cat it's, with us, then you have no idea what the hell we're talking about. If, if you want a good, uh, if you want a good indication of what Fritz the Cat is like, uh, think of Felix the Cat, uh, set in a drug den. So, there was a, um, there was a Simpsons episode, because it's always a Simpsons episode. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you exactly, uh, which one it was. It was the um, the episode where they find out that, uh, Roger Myers didn't create, uh... Itchy and Scratchy? Yeah, the, okay. he, he took it from the, the bum. Mm -hmm. Um, and in that, they, they look at, uh, Itchy and Scratchy throughout the history. Yeah. And one of them was Itchy and Scratchy meets Fritz the Cat. <laughs> and the animation is exactly... Spot on. Spot on what Fritz the Cat was about. So if you have that episode just lying around... Uh, and you watch that and you say, alright, I want to explore this a little bit more, uh, then check out Fritz the Cat. That, 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 that's kind of surprising, because I kind of assume that Fritz the Cat, you know, fell under the radar. Well, uh, but if, if, how, if it, how could it? It was the first X-rated cartoon. Yeah, I guess. But um, it, it was, it was a case of, yeah, yeah, I, if it's popular, if it was popular enough to make it in The Simpsons, then it must have been, you know, part of pop culture enough to, to, to have made it. Let's not forget, it was also a question in True Real Pursuit. It was it? Yeah. I, I got the piece for it, because I remember you were so upset, because we had watched it two days before. Uh. <laughs> and he was like, oh, what was the first X-rated cartoon? I was like, Fritz the Cat, I know that one. Bullshit. This is some bullshit right here. <laughs> Point to your feet. <laughs> 
or the best one. Uh, what could stop the Duke of Earl? Nothing. <laughs> Take your piece. Yeah, that, that's the answer. I was like, really? Okay. You, you've had a, a couple of those where, uh, you, you where you clearly didn't know the answer, so you did a passionate joke answer that ended up being correct. Yes, yes. Actually, now is the perfect time to bring up our big debate on here. Oh God. Uh, would you consider the question was? What is the least sensitive part of the of the, of the human body? Yeah. And Britain said the bottom of the foot. I didn't give him the piece. Yeah. And the answer was heel. And he said the heel was the bottom of the foot. Yeah. And I said that the heel was the back of the foot. I said the arch was the bottom of the foot. Yeah. Well, the the thing is, is that the the bottom of your foot does contain a heel. Yes. It and also contains an arch. And also, <laughs> also, it was the question is. What part? You know, the, the, yeah. No, I, I still, I still say, you know, with the bottom of the foot. I still stand by that. That doesn't count. I, I, I would have accepted if you said, uh, "Could you be more specific?" That's fair. I did. I did want to win. Yeah. I did. Fat. Like, nope. I was just waiting. Like, what's the most? least seventeen. Uh, the bottom. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. It's a heel. You're you lose. Uh, but yeah. So if you're listening and you feel like commenting, please tell us what you think about this, because... Or text us if you know us personally. Or don't. Um, don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, or text me, and no matter what you say, I'm gonna say, oh, everyone's agreeing with Mark. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like... Would you have given him the piece for that? I think... Uh, I don't know. I, I think... I would have at least... If the tables were turned, I would have said more specific. But, you know, I'm not a dirty cheat. <laughs> I had a streak going. Uh, like, I was denied a win. You were denied a piece. I came- I think I came back and won it the next round. Actually, I have no idea how I, it I don't remember how it ended, like, I just remember. And... I think the, uh... I, I think there was one that you tried to debate, but you couldn't, who was, uh... Uh... St. Pete- when I said well, St. Petersburg? I gave you- I gave you that because you I, did. Was, I was wrong. Um, cause, uh, it was, uh, like, Leningrad or something. It was something. Leningrad. And, uh, you're like, oh, St. Petersburg. You're like, no, Leningrad. You're like, oh, oh, this is still Soviet. Yeah. And you, you went on, you found, I was like, oh, okay, you're right. I did not know that they used, uh, they used to be called Leningrad. Yeah, yep. The, a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of cities changed names after the Iron Curtain fell. Yeah, so I was, I was like, oh, okay, you know, that, that's clearly, you clearly get the piece with an asterisk. But you clearly- <laughs> <laughs> It actually became a running joke of like, and remember, this is circa 1982. 81. 81, that's what it was. Yep, oh, that's right, it was- Yeah, this is circa 1981. We would- we would give that caveat a lot. Yeah, it was, uh, actually, I, you know, this is- this is a little sentimental, which isn't who I am, but I really enjoyed playing the Trivial Pursuit. That was always a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, then we just kind of, I think we ran out of questions or we just got bored with it. I, yeah, I think, I think we, uh, I think we got a little bit bored. Uh, like, we still have, like, various versions of the game. Yeah, the other versions ever... aren't very good, though. <clears throat> no. It, it didn't take itself nearly as seriously. Yeah, exactly. Like, the newer ones, surprisingly, are harder than the older ones. And usually it's a bunch of pop culture crap. Yeah, like, so there was one from, like, 2000s. It was called, like, okay, you know, the 2000s Trivial Pursuit. You'd think that this would be a little easier because we were at the right age in 2000 exactly. for pop culture shit. And, man, it's like, I have no idea what the hell some of these things are. Like, 
not just the answers to the quote, like, oh, I don't know the answer to this. It's like, I've never heard of this before. You yeah. Know? And, and the thing is, is that I don't know why they focused everything on the 2000s. Like, the original Trivial Pursuit had questions from almost every era. Mm -hmm. I used to, I used to not like Trivial Pursuit as a kid because I didn't know the questions. Mm -hmm. Um, and also I just thought it was boring because there was just pictures of penny farthings and I just assumed <laughs> that it was just a game for old people, oh, you know? Well... Kind of is. And you still don't like geography. No, geography... The, the thing was, um... Whenever you have all six pieces, if you've never played the fucking game, um, you go into the middle and the other person, the other, or the, the player reading the question, gets to choose the category. Yep. So that you it's not a walk-in. And yeah, Burton would always choose geography yep. because I struggle with geography. And you would always choose sports for me. Yep, because Burton struggles with sports. So uh, it kept the game going a lot. And I'll just have to hope that, like, it was a question that I knew. Some There was every now and again, there was one like, uh, oh, what's the capital of Iceland? I was like, oh, okay. Reykjavik. Reykjavik. Yeah. Yep. And I'm like, yeah, good. All right. I know that one. And then it would be, uh, what's the capital of Indonesia? Yes, Jakarta. I got that one. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, but then it would be... What mountain chain? I have no idea. The Andes. <laughs> nope, it was, uh, the Bluka Blukas. <laughs> you know of the Bluka Blukas. It's, uh, it's in, it's in southern, it's in the southern hemisphere. Uh, it spans the continent of Alp. Oh, what? <laughs> the entire continent of Alp? I thought there was only seven continents. Ah, uh, you... Uh, Modern geographers believe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, th this is the, uh, this is the fake question that they, uh, snuck in there in order to, uh, get counterfeiters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was one fake question that was in the real Trivial Pursuit. Oh, yeah? Um, which was, I guess they, they, they must have taken something at their word or, or what have you, but, uh, actually there was a couple ones that were just straight up wrong. Yeah. Um, but one of the fake questions was, or one of the questions that was just, wrong was, uh, who invented the bra? And the answer accor <laughs> according to Trivial Pursuit and I believed for a long time yeah. because it was in Trivial Pursuit was Otto Titzling. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was I was completely wrong. And didn't they get in some legal trouble uh, with the, the questions? Like they incorporated one of the uh, fake questions from a uh, from a trivia book and the trivia book took them to court, and I think the court decided, look, you can't copyright truth. Yeah. Uh, but you can try copyright bullshit, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I know another one that I kind of believed for the longest time was, uh, like, what does Slaughterhouse-Five refer to in the book? Yeah. And the answer was, it's a phone number. And I read the book, and I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> It's not at all what it is. It was like a work camp that they kept the guys in. I know. I remember uh, reading or watching something about uh, 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 Rand McNally or, or some other map maker. They made a uh, fake town. Okay. And uh, I think it was in England at the time. And it was, again, like a, just to avoid counterfeiters. Okay. And the... Another map company uh, saw the town and copied it on their map and uh, eventually got taken to court. Okay. So what eventually happened is the case was eventually dismissed because uh, some old guy who uh, either ran a gas station or a convenience store uh, c 
kind of looked on the Rand McNally or whatever map for the name of the town, saw the name of the town and put such and such general store. Oh gosh. And since he actually used the name of the town in, the, in his store, it was considered legitimate town then. <laughs> Do you remember the name? I guess you I don't, know, I don't remember. Such and such. That's funny. If you remember, tell us in the comments. And tell us why you think the heel is definitely not the bottom of the foot. Uh, call us at Slaughterhouse Five Two Two Seven. Care Sla of Otto Titzling. <laughs> um, yeah. So that you just took a, a sneak peek into what me and Britain used to do for fun. Yeah. Uh, we would, it, it, look, I still think it's fun. Yeah, I do too. Like whenever we have guests over, it's like you want to play Trivial Pursuit, and it's great because our friends are dumb. Like yeah. yeah. I got a, a more recent one, a millennial edition, I think it was. Yeah. Because uh, fr a friend of mine, she just couldn't answer any of the questions because she was dumb. She was 20. Yeah. So she yeah. had a hard time answering questions from there. But uh, the millennial one, she did a lot better. And I did worse. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, ah, I don't know. Go back to the, go back to the Stalingrad ones. These yeah. are easy questions. <laughs> yeah. Give me, give me the one that actually have important facts in it. Like... What was the what was the Backstreet Boys second drummer's name? Like they didn't have drummers. Well, that's the answer. <laughs> the uh yeah. I I still think uh yeah, I, I really I, I think that's eventually what happened is they they kinda dumbed down the game for because it was too hard for most people. And it's funny because the dumbed down version, I guess, is more topical. Yeah. And I've never been a very topical person. Neither have I. I could give a shit about what the average person is doing. So, like, now these questions are super hard because it's like, like the old ones, what's the atomic, you know, what's the atomic weight of, uh, you know... Cobalt. Yeah. Uh, 97.2 or whatever. It's, yeah. Uh, and it's like, okay, that's easy. What is, uh, what was Star uh, Jones, uh, you know, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Chris Angel did a performance on, uh, uh, on the Eiffel Tower where he blah blah blah. What, what time of- Like, I, I, I don't no give a I, shit. I have no idea. That doesn't make any sense to me. The, uh, an, another game we can't be partners on is, uh, Catchphrase. Ah, uh, Catchphrase. Now, if you don't know what Catchphrase is, uh, it's actually one of my favorite games of all time. So, I love Catchphrase. It's almost like Hot Potato with questions. Like, it's- it gives you a word, the catchphrase. It can be a word or a series of words. It can be like Timbuktu, or yeah. it could be uh, like helmet, or it could be, you know, don't start, we didn't start the fire. You yeah. Know? But the idea is you have to get your partner to say this, but you can't like come out and say, it. you have to give clues. Like, um, you can't pantomime either. Like, so if it was We Didn't Start the Fire, you'd be like, Oh, that Billy Joel song where he sings about uh, Hitler and everybody. Yeah. Oh, We Didn't Start the Fire. And then you pass it to the next person, and they have to get their partner. You keep on going around, and whenever the timer goes off, which is very stressful, um, the, whoever's holding it, they lose. They you know, The other team gets a point. And if the other team can guess what the word is that the other team was you know yeah. saying, you know they get two points. It was It's a lot of fun. But me and Britain can't be... Like, we actually have been banned from being partners in this game because we we've known each other so long that we don't really even have to give full sentence descriptions like, as to uh 
as to what what it is. All of a like all of a sudden we could just go ah porno. Ah, Inspector Gadget. And that's it. That that is actually what Britain would be saying. Yeah. You know? And we I remember we, I used to bring it whenever I'd go to family game nights or game nights in general with friends. And every single time uh, they'd be like, all right, you two have got to split up. <laughs> you you can't be on the same team. Well, the, what would usually happen is you and I would would team up you know in the first round. Yes. And we would wipe the floor with them. Like, it wouldn't even be fun for the other yeah, team. Yeah, in fact, it started becoming not fun for us as well. Because it's like, yawn, like, Brim would just look at me and say, poop. Oh, oh, yes, 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 Count Chocula. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then it, would, it would just move on, and they'd be like, oh, this is stupid. Like, how, how, how did you get that? <laughs> uh, you, you just gotta know, it would take longer to, to explain how we had that. Siamese cats. Oh, yes, the rock of Gibraltar. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. Finally. Whew. And so we would just, like, it wouldn't, be, it would just not be a challenge. Yeah. So they would be like, all right. Round two, they'd be like, all right, let's play again. But you two can't be on the same team. And it, it always goes the same way where you being, you know, you since A, uh, you know the people better mm -hmm. and B are more of a people person than me usually do very well, and me having to work with a stranger, uh, usually do very poorly. And Britain doesn't like to talk to strangers. No. Uh, so yeah, he, he ends up just choking, like, ah, uh, uh, the word would be like frying pan, he'd be like, ah, dude. Do, do you guys know, uh, do you guys know a lot of, uh, Bugs Bunny and, uh, Daffy Duck stuff? <laughs> no. Right, it's yeah. the thing Mrs. Cap would hit, uh, Mr. Cap with. <laughs> I guess that'd be a rolling pin. One of the things, yeah, yeah, let's go, come on, keep going. I like, I, it would be like, uh, Jerry usually hits Tom with this. Uh, I don't know, his fist? <laughs> <laughs> and, and that, that, that is another thing, is that I usually get paired up with a kid. Yeah. Uh, who... Uh, does not know a lot of the pop culture that I know. Like, all right, kid, teapot dome blank. <laughs> Come on, scandal. What's wrong with you? <laughs> all right. Uh, I, I don't it's have it. It's hard to think of something like top an obscure, like a. Uh, okay. Uh, Chairman Mao. <laughs> Chairman Mao. I. I Chairman. Mao. I don't. I. I. I don't know. Uh, you communism. Don't know. Well, yes, communism, but also chair. Don't be stupid now. Yeah, communism. That's obvious. But Chairman Mao. <laughs> <laughs> I, I. I. don't know. And I'm. I'm sitting there like, oh, let's go, let's go, yeah. let's go. And that. That's the thing is because. You, I would always, you would always be at the ready because you know exactly, yeah, exactly. how my descriptions go. Like there were times where you would just let the clock run out, like for thirty seconds left. Like, no, I'm not doing this. They're not going to get it. Eh, glorious, glorious Chairman Mao. Yes, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we couldn't be on the same team. It's it's a great game. Is it if you ever if. Anyone listening ends up becoming our friends, or maybe we should have a, if we ever get very, very big, we should have a, a game day with, yeah. like, fans. Like, yeah, like, we'll, we'll set up the cameras and, and stream it. And, uh, but, like, yeah, like, like, Catchphrase is just one of those games that, uh, no matter what, like, we can't be on the same team, but it's just, just play that game. If you, yeah. if you don't, if you haven't heard of it, which is very, very possible, 
go to a Toys R uh, <laughs> go go to a KB uh, Duncan's uh, toy chest? Mm, no. Uh, go kids online. Are, kids, no. Go go to Amazon and yeah. and get yourself uh, catchphrase the game because it is it's well worth it. I mean, yeah. if you if you live by yourself and don't interact, don't get it. That's dumb. Don't do that. <laughs> Why would you do that? But if you like to spend time with people, maybe you're in college, maybe you have friends. Um, <laughs> Then, then go out and get it because you won't be disappointed. It is always a fun game for yeah. a party. Especially if there's drinking. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, you could theoretically just do a, alright, we're not going to keep by points. If you lose, you have to take a shot, you know? Yeah. And, and then watch a fight break out. Yep, that is... <laughs> then that brings us to our last game that I want to talk about, which was Amalgam. Oh, we can't play that game anymore. No, I, oh, look, I, we're too old. Uh, yeah, there's that. Also, it's been banned. Has our, it been banned? Well, we haven't played it since the, uh... The last time. Yeah, since the incident. Um, we still have it. I, I, it's yeah, literally uh, right over there. Like, what happened? Well, that was when, uh, the, that was the slapjack argument, uh, with me and Greg. <laughs> and... What was the slapjack argument? So, first of all, let's describe what Amalgam is. It was... Okay. We watched Charty McDennis on It's Always Sunny. Yeah. So we're like, let's make our own game. So we took this, uh... It was a Star Wars Monopoly board. That's what happened to that. Yep, and we just completely, like, taped or pasted a whole bunch of stuff on it. You know, we yeah. made our own amalgam board, and, like, it was a team drinking game. So you'd have challenges. You'd roll the dice, and you're the first person to get all the way around, you know, and do the last challenge wins. Yeah. And there was different things like, all right, uh, there was a uh, William Tell challenge where you have to take a Nerf gun and shoot the beer can off your partner's yeah. hat. And if you succeed... The other team has to do a shot of the Kraken. Uh, oh, yeah. Ugh. Spiced rum. Delicious. You, If you drink the Kraken, you're going to have a very bad night. Just know that right <laughs> now. There is nothing worse than the Kraken. The I think the big problem with uh, with Amalgam was we did not play test the game. Yeah, uh, we... My, I remember, like, a lot of people came over and got blackout drunk uh, yeah. because of it. Um, and... Uh, we, we we got to make our own where we, we went to the dollar store, bought a whole bunch of pieces. Oh yeah, a bunch of toys and stuff. And then we just like smashed and broke them. Like when you win, like you get yeah. to smash the other team's pieces like, you know, Charlie McDennis. And Britain went too far, literally the first game by melting my pieces. So with a lighter, <laughs> he was very yeah, drunk. He doesn't I remember. I was very drunk. And, I don't remember that. And uh, well, the evidence is there. Uh, so then we had to limit it to, you have 30 seconds to smash these pieces because Britain yeah. was like, it was like a good five minute. You were like, <laughs> like running my guy over a, Look, a lighter. There, there were a lot melting. of years of tall jokes that had gotten built up over a long period like, of time. Just step on it, Britain. Like, no. So, like, my guy was forever warped. <laughs> there was scotch tape all over it. But, um, but yeah, like, uh, the slapjack incident is we, you know, one of the games, one of the challenges was slapjack. Yeah. And you got to choose your partner and, you know, you, how slapjack is played is you you keep putting cards down until Jack comes up and the first person to slap Jack, hence the title, gets all the cards. Gets the cards, and in this case, they won the challenge. Well, Greg slapped down first, but he slapped the table. I slapped the Jack like a split yeah. second later, and he argued like, "Well, I slapped first. I'm like, you didn't slap the Jack. Yeah, you slapped the table. And of course, this was a a, a, a an innocuous argument that I totally, totally." goaded into him into blowing out of proportion. Yeah. Like, because every time it would cool down, they'd be like, all right, let's cool down. Let's, and we had an arbiter. 
You know, uh, arbitrator. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, we had to have one. Um, a, a judge who was not drinking. And then we like, needed a neutral third party. And so, you know, he ruled and he ruled in Greg's favor, which I thought was bullshit. But I was like, all right, that's fine. I'll let it stand. And then we kept on going I'm like, you know, that's fine, Greg. But, you know, I slapped the jack first. And he was like, you son of a bitch. And it just kept on going on. Yeah. And we'd cool down like, all right, fine. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's like, but I did slap that jack first. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew that it was just like I, I was having I was having fun because I, yeah. I was well, you're an instigator yeah it was a lot more fun for me to piss Greg off than it was to actually yeah you know like I knew well I knew I was in the right but I knew that the arbiter ruled in his favor so I was like I'm not gonna argue this you get your piece well in, in your defense the arbiter was Greg's brother yeah but I was like I'm just gonna keep poking this bear because I think it's funny <laughs> <laughs> and it got it got very heated and um. Since then, we were not allowed to- we, we just didn't play the game anymore. Yeah. Probably for the best, because like I said, more than one person got blacked out drunk on that. Yeah, it, it's looking back on a very dangerous game. It was a game that you could only play in your 20s like we were. Yeah. Um, but I also remember, like, even when I was in- when I was in college, um, the people- the kids there never drank- uh, they were heavy drinkers, obviously. They'd always yeah. party. And everything, but they had never drank the Kraken. I remember I went to this my one friend's apartment that he had on campus, and um, and they're they're going out to get some drinks. I was like, "You guys ever had the Kraken?" They're like, "No, no." I'm like, "Try, <laughs> try the Kraken for the night. I'll have one shot with you." I'm like, "Okay." And so I had one shot with them, and I, you know, I was like, "All right, that's it. I'm gonna leave and uh, yeah. enjoy." And they're like, "Oh man, this tastes really good." I'm like, "It does," but trust me, you don't want to overdo this. The Kraken will knock you on your ass. So like, dude. We're college kids. We drink all the time. I'm like, all right. All right. Yeah, I came back the next day and the whole place was in disarray. Like, the whole place was like, Holy things shit. knocked down. And uh, my buddy came out like just completely shit-faced and bleary-eyed. And he was like, oh my fucking goodness. He's like, <laughs> I've been puking all night. <laughs> I'm like, I told you, there's a Kraken. He's like, I'm never drinking the Kraken again. I'm like, I'm told you. It's the Kraken. The whole bottle was gone. Oh, jeez. Was it one of the big bottles? It was. It was. It was a normal size bottle. It wasn't All the right. big, big ones. All right. Like, don't be wrong. Like, I know full well what the Kraken can do, and yet still, I fall for the Kraken, time after time. Like, I'll have one shot, and I'll be like, "Oh, that's really good." Yeah, one more is not going to hurt. And then before I know it, like, I, I'm just on the floor rolling around like an asshole. <laughs> or peeing on the wall. <laughs> that wasn't cracking. That, that wasn't was cracking. <laughs> that was beer. That wasn't fair. We're playing beer pong and yeah, I... Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I... Dear gentle listeners, I am a... I am a complete wreck when I drink. You are a degenerate. Like, a lot of people enjoy drinking with me, but, uh... I don't like waking up and finding out the things I've done when I've been drinking. Like, I, I, I knew, usually there, whenever you have a drink, there is a fair amount of death threats in my direction. But drinking, no, drinking, not at all. Drinking, uh, I'm uh, very, uh, I'm very nice to you when I drink. Uh, what? I'm, I, you're telling me that when I drink, I don't go, you know, Brent, you're my friend, you know. Oh yeah, you usually do that to cover up all the insults. Now the insults come when I'm when I'm when I'm out of my gourd some other way. Yeah, like the, uh, I don't know. I think, yeah. Because you were you were drunk, well, uh, you were not just drunk. You were shift faced. Well, well uh, during what uh, during COVID, like you just you came, bellowed from your room. This is the first night of quarantine, <laughs> and then slammed the door. <laughs> there is a veiled threat in there. I will admit that. 
but uh, I thought it was more of a... I, I couldn't tell you what I was thinking, uh, because I wasn't there that night. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that hearing that, and which I think is totally hilarious... Oh, it's hilarious, but... Um, uh, you did I go did... to bed cradling the bed, or cradling the gun, I think, <laughs> like, in your I, own bedroom. Like, I did... I, I, I did... There was a sense of unease after that, <laughs> that I, I, I double-checked that my door was locked. <laughs> But I like to think that it was, if I had to speak for myself, again, I can't speak for myself here. Yeah. But if I had to guess, I would say it was more of a positive thing. Like, like... Uh, what? Like, what was? Like, Britain, we're having a good night. You know what? This is only the first night of quarantine. That is... Slam. That is not the message you convey. <laughs> that is the opposite. You don't go... You, you, you nearly gritted that out. This is the first <laughs> night of quarantine. I like to imagine that I'm going to my bedroom, you're going to yours, and I stop and turn around and this is the first night of quarantine. And you're like, yeah, party time. This no, is the first no. night of quarantine. No, like, I, I think there was something veiled in that because I, I don't know if there was an ordeal bef before that because I think you were you were, I think before that, you were out of control drunk. Yeah, probably. Like, I don't remember, how, again, I don't remember how the night went. We were watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I was having a good time, and then all of a sudden, I woke up, and I was like, Ugh, uh, I forgot to take the aspirin before I went to sleep. <laughs> and then that was it. And you were like, you threatened me last night. And I was like, ah, yeah, that doesn't sound like me, but okay. Why? There is a... Uh, no matter the <laughs> substance, there is always a death threat. I mean... Usually, yeah. we, usually I'm I'm nice <laughs> until I start to, until I go. Yeah, after after usually the death threats come after the horse phase. Yeah, once once I'm gone, like once Marquette leaves and there's nothing but there's nothing but like the pure uh, the pure id, the yeah. pure sticky gray matter of the id. Then you know that is when evil Mark comes out <laughs> and I start yelling at the hug a bunch. Oh, do not bring that up. That is something I don't want to talk about and, and record. Oh, that's hilarious. You we should bleep this out. Like the hug. Oh no, I'm I gonna. I, we're you. You invoked the hug a bunch. Oh uh, well, I'm not gonna and your tell reaction to the hug. Yeah, a bunch. I'm not. I'm just gonna say that I had a very viscerally awful reaction to it, which I don't understand because it is the. It is the nicest, safest, like it is most the most saccharine, yeah. kids thing ever made and I'm just sitting here full scream yelling at it. You you unleashed hate <laughs> on a purity I have never witnessed in person. I remember you were telling me the next day because I don't remember that. Yeah. Uh, but I remember you telling me the next because I remember go, watching a hug a bunch and I was like, oh, yeah. I'm just riffing this. This is fun. And then like <laughs> and then <laughs> I felt I woke up with just this. Oh, just such relief. Yeah. <laughs> Like I got something off my chest. There was a, a feeling you've had a feeling of catharsis the next morning. It was like it was like I was born again. <laughs> and I remember Britain, uh, you said that I was spitting such vile at this movie that you were starting to worry if there was something wrong with you. <laughs> That's right, because <laughs> it, it was you were screaming viscous black hate. At this movie, and I thought, well, I grew up with this movie. What? What's wrong? Oh my god! Like, like this is a childhood movie. Is there something in this movie that I didn't pick up on that is making him have this reaction? I, I don't. 
because this is not the reaction of a rational person. This is the reaction of a crazy man. This is like this is far beyond actual like like I, there's movies I've hated before yeah. like Kangaroo Jack, but I have never apparently like like I unleashed so, there was a demon that possessed me. Oh, the demon of drink. Oh, because, yeah. Hey, it, it came as a particular surprise because, like, ten minutes before that, you were just, you know, laughing and having a good time at this movie. <laughs> then all of a sudden, a screaming hate came. It was just so, something about it. I, I think we discussed this. I think yeah. we got to the root of it, where there was something about it that just made me uneasy. Maybe it was the puppets. I, I, maybe it was the saccharine yeah. quality. But I was trying to scare it away <laughs> with <laughs> as many awful things as I could. You, you 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 distrusted whatever whatever facade was there so much that you wanted it to go away. It was oh go ahead. And and you didn't for some reason you didn't realize it was a it was a TV. <laughs> like it was almost like the Care Bears movie. Yeah. Where you, I mean, it's not exactly the same because you didn't hurl just completely incendiary uh, <laughs> uh, arguments at it. Like, you just said, I'm uneasy watching this because yeah. nothing can be this saccharine and not be twisted or corrupted in some way. Yeah. And I think that I had the same reaction to Hug a Bunch. I just didn't express it as eloquently. <laughs> you, you might have had a similar reaction. Uh, that I had, but on an order of magnitude <laughs> that I was not in. Like, you were very calm about it, like, I am uneasy with this. This makes me uneasy. Like, Bordis from the Orville. Yeah. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, <laughs> No! No, that's an error! Like, if you had shouted those to a friend, it might have ended a friendship. <laughs> if... If, if I had shouted that on the streets, I would still be in jail. You you would wake up in, in a padded room. Yeah, they would be like, we don't- what triggered this? Uh, the Hug-A-Bunch. What the hell is the Hug-A-Bunch? Well, we're, we sh we're showing it right now on the- ah, ah, It's not just me, it's everybody. Like, it's the entire asylum <laughs> bouncing off the walls, screaming a, at this a video. A fire gets started somehow, and just starts burning down the ward. Earlier today on the news, the Philadelphia ward of the psychiatrically uh, unstable burned down today when a rogue inmate uh, viewed the Hug-A-Bunch, a 1980s film. I think it was like once they showed it to everybody, all the, the people, all the inmates all had the same reaction to it. Like, is this- It starts a riot. Is, is this like a, a, a contagious meme scenario where whomever sees it uh, you know, gets the, uh, the rage virus as well. <laughs> uh, and for some reason, I'm the only one immune. I like to think that it's more along the lines of, um, like, to- to certain people, like myself, it, it's yeah. like, uh, it's like the Silver Shamrock commercial. <laughs> and they're, like, begging, like, Don't air the hug-a-bunch! Don't air the hug-a-bunch! No! And meanwhile, I'm like, eh, I don't see- I don't- eh, it's not for <laughs> me. Britain is- Britain is not an emotional person one way or another. He feels neither joy nor contempt. Like, there was, there was a time where people just thought they put your stretched skin over a robot. I'm still not convinced. <laughs> You've seen me bleed. I have not. You know what? The Terminator bled. So? You could be a Terminator. Uh, show if, me your bones. If you- if I was a Terminator, we would not be having this conversation. Show- show me your skeleton. No. Now listen I'm to me I'm a Terminator, why don't I just kill you? 
I mean... You're a nice Terminator, though. There is no such thing. Uh, the T-800 in Terminator 2, he was nice. He wasn't, he was stupid. <laughs> he didn't know, he didn't know how to laugh or smile, he was... He was just in the extended edition, he smiled. Yeah, that was not a smile. <laughs> in uh, in T three, he was a nice robot. Summer Glau was a uh, nice Terminator. Why can't you be Summer Glau? Okay, that, that, that is a good point that I have no uh, rebuttal to. Why can't I be Summer Glau? Indeed. Yeah, I think we all wish that we were yeah. we were all Summer Glau. But uh, on that note, <laughs> boy oh boy, do we go crazy here. Whew. So, uh, meander. Uh, much like what we did. Yes. Uh, an alright movie. I would say, uh, if you wanted to give it a watch, you wouldn't be wasting your time. Uh, it's, it, it does get slow in spots, but it does, uh, it does enough to keep you engaged. I'm not going to tell you to avoid this movie. In fact, I might even recommend it. Um, it's, it's... Definitely not a 10-star movie, like maybe three or four star. Yeah. Um, but it, it's really not terrible, like, especially with the, the way it opened. The way it opened, yeah. I was like, this is going to be awful. Yeah, I, I was dreading the opening. Yeah, you did the Britain sigh, the... <sighs> <laughs> and then it, it actually got pretty pretty decent. There were yeah. some good things, like, I... I just for the, the, the spectacle of it, I think it's worth a watch, um, because... I think more movies like this ought to be made as opposed to what we were probably I was thinking we were gonna get. Yeah. Like they, they had a different idea and they did the best they could with it and I, I think the results speak for themselves. Yeah. So uh, yeah, go ahead and check it out if you want. It's really, it's not terrible. Uh, I guess that'll do it though. Yeah. Uh, take it easy everybody. Uh, toodle. That'll hold a little SOPs. <laughs> <laughs>